Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast, the podcast where real estate investing and pleasure meet. I'm your host, Monique Hom, and I am here with a really special guest, Lanisha Stubbs, who is a residential and commercial broker here in Los Angeles. She's an investor who loves helping others build wealth through real estate. With over, she's had, she has over 12 years of experience in real estate and consulting, and she works with her husband, and they founded uh, a group called Wesity Inc., where they, they're investment specialists, and they help investors build wealth in creative ways. From all of her work with all of the different investors of the years, she's figured out what systems work and don't work, and they've t- taken the best of what they've learned and developed Wesity's 10-step action plan to help investors create profitable investment businesses. You can, um, and I've invited her today in part because of this really creative way in which she finds properties in a tough market like Los Angeles. Los Angeles is one of the most expensive markets in the in the country, and it's very tight, and there's a housing shortage. And yet she is she has been able to and has helped her clients find properties where they've been able to create um, win-win opportunities for the seller, get seller financing, and get into these properties with no money down. So it's really fascinating how she's done that, and so I have invited her here to talk more about that. So welcome, Lanisha. So happy you're here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I I really appreciate it. Um, it has been a pleasure since I've met you. You're very inspiring in your direction with your um, group and with your syndication. So I'm just thankful to be here and to be able to share with your audience um, my background and what I know in real estate. So thank you. My pleasure. Our pleasure. So, well, let's start with your background. How did you get into real estate investing in the first place? Well, um, I got into real estate straight out of college. A college friend of mine became my broker, um, and we were both born and raised in L.A., Inglewood area, so we started in our own backyard in our marketplace. He showed me the ropes. We kind of learned together as we grew up, and then I started investing myself right before the market crashed, so around 2006. And so I was just eager and green and fearless and just so naive on the market at that (laughs) point because I was so young in my career. So my first couple of deals, I made over 100000 each in the flip. So I invested in a couple of duplexes on the east side of L.A. But at that point in the market, I mean, you can breathe on a house and it would have equity because the market was so fast. (laughs) Yeah. Then, Then it crashed. And so... Um, I actually took my money, my profits from the deals I was doing out here and went to Atlanta market. And so I started investing in condos and townhomes out there, and then the market crashed. So that was a humongous learning curve. I realized that I had bought at too high of a, at the market. I didn't understand value at that point and how to really analyze the market, and I wound up short-selling my units to my tenants. And so it could have been worse. You know, I had clients that lost a lot of their assets in that experience when the market crashed. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I learned a tremendous amount in that time period. So from that, um, I can, went back. To- can I back up a little bit? Because I'm really curious. So you're right out of college. You grew up in Englewood. Yeah. What made you think, hey, I want to get into real estate investing? What even made you think of that idea? 
I was so dissatisfied with the nine to five, the check to check. It felt like I didn't yeah. have big lump to invest with and to make big moves with. I was ready to try to buy a house and, and build, you know, some type of portfolio. And I just thought, well, there's no other real clear avenue for me to be able to make big lump sums at a, a short amount of time like the real estate market was providing at that point. So smart. So smart. Okay, I love it. So you, So after – Atlanta market crashes, and you have um, you've learned all of these lessons. Then what did you do? Right, I took a couple of years off. I actually went back to my government job. I got married, a couple kids now, and then that my kids became my new motivation to get back into the market. So I started mm-hmm. to. Um, basically studied the best of the best, the savviest investors I can find. I started to follow them and their techniques that they were using to acquire and build wealth in real estate. And I started working with a lot of investors in Los Angeles. And I I noticed two things that were missing. Um, One, there were very few women of color in the deals and multifamily and big investors that I was working with. And then mm-hmm. the other thing I noticed was there are a lot of my mom and pop or just family investors didn't understand the real tool of real estate and how to use it to, to acquire wealth. They just knew it was good to invest. They didn't quite understand yeah. how or the tech. So I started to be the middle person in that taking these savvy techniques and showing them to my average new investor, you know, young investor or people who want to retire maybe from real estate, and I started showing them ways to leverage what they had or leverage other people's money to create the wealth that they wanted to have. Great. Now, um, I know you have quite a few different techniques that you work with people on, but let's focus on the seller financing piece of that, uh, which I, I think is particularly genius. First, can you just explain to the audience what is seller financing. Right. Well, seller financing is where it really works best in properties that have some equity in them, which is very common in L.A. market because the prices have been going up steady for the past um, eight to ten years, you know, since the market crash. Um, So there's a lot of homes in L.A. that have the equity in them. Um, but not necessarily the owners have the cash to do the fix-up and the rehab in them, so they're still distressed properties. Um, so what we do, we go in and we show um, our clients and investors that we work with how to negotiate with the seller that they can acquire basically more from their property if they just wait a little bit to get that money until the value was, in, was increased or created by the investor. So it basically allows the seller to become a lien holder and act as the bank which makes a huge difference in the acquisition expense of, a, of an investor. You don't have to go to a bank for a loan to acquire it. You're acquiring it through the lien holder who is the seller. Right. And so you when you're acquiring love- property, you have parts. You have seller finance, which is mm-hmm. the acquisition expense, and then you have an equity partner that will help with the rehab of the property. So it's good to have those two are like the biggest tools that we teach our um, groups and clients because they're so powerful when they're used right. Can you give an example of you know what a recent a recent transaction you've done where you've been able to to or you or one of your your clients has been able to do this? 
Yes, well, we've done properties in South L.A. where they were out-of-state um, owners, people that had inherited property from um, elderly family members that had passed away, and they just wanted to be able to, you know, get a better return on their money and make more money out of the investment. So we have either cash investors that will come in or, like I said, the seller finance will actually become the lien holder. The investor will come and fix the rehab or rehab the property and fix it up, and then they'll sell it. So when the property is sold, that's when the, the original seller gets the money back and they pay off the debt, basically. And then the um, the home is now ready to be primary residence, FHA um, type of loan that can be on the property now to be rehabbed. It's like they created the value there. So they created the equity, which allowed my client now to then, I mean, acquire anywhere from fifty to 100000 maybe 150, I think, is the range of profit that they're able to create once they bring the value, once they've done the rehab and bring the value up. So cool. I remember you telling me uh, when we met about this one property, which was a fourplex, and there were a few older gentlemen that had inherited that property. Um, Right. Do you, do you remember that one? Can you share that share that story? Because I think that one is amazing. Yeah, we were actually on our way to get ice cream or, or uh, popcorn one day, and we saw a property <laughs> behind. Which is like, wait, hold on, that's a nice piece of property. It was a four unit, and there was a gentleman and a roommate who lived in one of the units. The other three units were not occupied. So we saw an opportunity there just to ask them if we could come in and and ask them what they needed. When we come from a position of service or trying to solve a problem from them, that's when we benefit the most from the real estate transaction. So we came in and said, okay, look, if you can live here rent-free, if you can live here at a reduced rent, you know, what did you need? We started to fix up the other units and then allow them to stay there for that, you know, the period of time that they needed to um, until the property either sold or um, – allow them to transition to something else. Yeah, I love that. So, it's a, way so what it, the, it's a way for the sellers to then make more money as a property is being rehabbed. They're, they're still a part of, of the transaction, and it allows them to be able to still live comfortably in their home and not be displaced immediately as if a cash investor would come in and just say, okay, you know, fake the property, and here's a little bit for your, for your home. It allows the seller to get more out of it, and it allows the investor to come in and make more money out of the deal. So how did that deal get structured? Um, The sellers themselves become a note carrier, so they have an interest. It's the same way a bank would. They put a lien on the property. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then if it's sold or refinanced, they get that lien paid off. So that's their ability to then go and reinvest, um, and that's also their ability to stay in a position of um, being able to benefit, especially if there's interest involved, um, or any type of lump sum payoff at the end, it allows them to still get more money out of the property than in its current condition and just trying to sell it. Great. So they became the note holder. The You guys had, um, you, you fixed up the other units. They were able to stay there. When you would, did you sell it afterwards? Did you hold the, the property and rent it out? How, how did you? How did you work that out? That's still in place. So that one we haven't sold Okay. Yet. Okay. Nice. So some time. We're still trying to get those other units done. 
So once we're mm-hmm. all done in the vibe and we get all those rented out, it's good to usually keep mm-hmm. it for the seasoning period of the rentals for another year. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, we have that rental income that we're benefiting from, and then we'll sell it off at some point. Do you um, you guys have all of the rental income? Is it split with the seller? How, how does that how it work? It is prorated with them, yes, so they benefit from it. Beautiful. I love that. And I love something that you said as well. Um, you come from a position of service. You try to solve a problem for the sellers, um, which is which is really, I think, what what this is all about and and how you can create these true win-win situations. What other advice would you have for somebody who's interested in doing seller financing? Oh, you, I mean, you said it clearly. It's the name of the game is really coming in and solving the problem. Because most people aren't looking at it as just a real estate, like it's just, you know, an uh, uh, answer to everything. They have a lot of other things going on. And a lot of the creative approaches that we show people, it, it takes the no money, no um, resources to pull out that creativity in the deal and how to structure it. Um, and a lot of people just don't know what they're sitting on because they don't have the means to fix it up. They think, well, nobody's going to give me any money for this. So it opens yeah. the seller's eyes. It allows the investor to come in and make the profits they need to make. Um, and, and it's really helping people out of a bad situation because a lot of the properties or the owners that we target are pre-foreclosure, divorce, um, probate. These are people that have real-life problems, and real estate just happens to be a coincidence of that. So you help them get through their real-life issues, like how to relocate grandma who, you know, may have some medical concerns or help try to, um, like these gentlemen, they didn't have the means to fix up the other properties to benefit from what they had. And they didn't realize they're sitting on a, a piece of property that once it's fixed up and fully rented, it's, it's $1.3 million. And they're in on it on around two hundred. Two hundred thousand um, is what right. they had. The debt they had on it, they just they just didn't realize it. So it's like when you don't know what you have, and you're able to show someone that it's such a blessing in that experience. That's beautiful. So how do you find these sellers? I'm, I'm assuming not every time that you happen to be going out for popcorn, <laughs> you happen to find the places. Uh, how do you or ice cream? How do you find um, how do you find these sellers? Well, my top three leads are really just going around in my neighborhoods, in my backyards. You'd be surprised on some of the most affluent areas are still have, you know, people who have issues and problems and whatnot, people that will foreclose or have a death or have a fire. Um, and you find some of the worst homes in the better areas. It's that equity in between that allows you to have that creative negotiation and approach to the, to the transaction. Um, so I try to look for ones that are high equity. I try to look for ones that um, are pre-foreclosure. Pre-foreclosure just implies that they have to make a decision within the next 90 to 21 to 90 days because mm-hmm. um, if they don't, they'll lose their home. So they're, you're up against yeah. the clock. Those are really motivated sellers. So those are really good leads to find people that are just, they're willing to do whatever needs to make it happen so that they can be okay. Yeah. That's great. All right, beautiful. Share and and try to teach our clients. We kind of sell through education. 
Um, and so we've been taking this one step further since we've put together Westity um, and really trying to get our consulting side of our business um, moving. And so we've created all, um, meetups so that we can share the information and approaches that we know have been effective and creative, profitable investment businesses for our clients. Um, and then we've also recently started hosting events at the Olympic Collection. Um, a past coach of mine, Lloyd Siegel, invited me to host my meetup and club meetings um, at the Olympic Collection. Yep. Uh, and well, so we'll let's talk about that because one is yeah. happening tomorrow night, and we are both going to be there. Um, exactly. I'm very, very excited to be invited by you to come and speak to the group as well. We'll be speaking about, um, you know, how you can syndicate and use other people's money and other people sign in the seven seven things seven factors you need to be a successful syndicator um and that is that's happening tomorrow night so we want to tell them a little bit more about that particular event yes so it's 11301 olympic boulevard and it's olympic and sotel um it's free parking across the street at starbucks it's just a night full of fun real estate um events and guest speakers. We kick the night off at 5 p.m. with our meetup where we're sharing the latest um, techniques and tools on how to invest in real estate and create some profit and wealth there. Um, and then at 6 o'clock, they have the vendors at 30 or so, have vendor booths, 25-plus vendor booths. These are all the people that you're going to want to build your team with of investors, everything from escrow to title to hard money lenders and rehabbers, every type of uh, vendor you can think of is there. Um, and then at 7.30, the Los Angeles Real Estate Club um, has a guest speaker that is different each month. And so this one, they'll be teaching you how to do a deal in three in the next three days. So that should be interesting to see what Ted Nikki shares to, to do a deal within the next three days. So there's only a night full of fun from 5 till about 9.30. You can have an evening of real estate and just get in there, get some new friends, get some new information, um, and just really have a source for some good, reliable resources in this business. Great. And and the price is right. How much is this? And the price is right. It is free. Free for the whole <laughs> night. So we're thankful that Lloyd was able to get sponsors to set us up. So it's no fee to any of the attendees. It's a free night of fun. All right. So hopefully you guys can be there. Um, at the Olympic Collection. If you're in Los Angeles, I know we have people all over the world listening to this, but if you are in Los Angeles or want to be, then uh, come come to this event tomorrow night. It's going to be great. Now, um, thank you so much, Lanisha. That was amazing. You can you can connect with her at www.westcityinc.com. So that's W-E-S-I-T-Y-I-N-C, all one word, Com. Uh, but before we go, we're going to end how we always end with Trinities. And a Trinity is a celebration, a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. So, Lanisha, let's, we'll start with you. What are you celebrating? What are you bragging about? Well, like I was just explaining earlier, I, you know, I'm so grateful that I had some things to pick from. I had to figure out what to share. <laughs> so I'm so grateful to even think back and think I have to choose from what I want to brag about. I'm so thankful for that in my business. So one of the major steps for us at Westity was creating this 10-step action plan. 
um, for investors, which is basically taking a new investor or an investor that wants to acquire a real sustainable business in real estate, how to set them up with the right steps so they're doing daily tasks to reach their investment goals in half the time. And so it has taken us some time to really put it together. You know, we've been consulting um, for some years now, but we have yet to, like, really just get a published piece of material out there. So we're so excited that it's officially published and ready to rock and roll with some new consulting members. So that's a big step for us in our business. Well bragged. Good job. What are you grateful for? (laughs) I am grateful for the amazing people that I'm starting to meet in my business every day. I mean, I'm telling you, every day I'm starting to meet some people that it's just, I, I love those clients where I get to learn from them and then I get to pour into them what I know. And so I've just been fortunate recently to meet some really, really um, good connections and people that I can really see a profitable future with. Mm. Beautiful gratitude. Lastly, what do you desire? What's, a, what's one desire? I'm sure you have more than one. Well, my biggest why um, is to really leave a long-lasting legacy of real estate and assets for my kids. Um, I really want them to be able to have the freedom to live the life that they choose when they get to their adulthood. Um, And I want them to understand the principles. Like I didn't grow up understanding the value that a real estate or an asset of this um, magnitude could have on generations, you know, that to come. So I want them to understand leverage and cap rates and 1031s and syndications. I mean, all these investment strategies, I want to make sure they learn early on so that they are actually, you know, I always play around and I kill with my family, but I'm really serious deep down in that I want them to be the landlords their friends rent from when they go to college. So I'm really <laughs> striving. <laughs> so I'm, this is serious that I'm striving to learn as much as I can and implement it to be able to show them uh, so that they can be able to use it to move forward because I see the value, I know the freedom that it creates, and I just want them to be able to have that same um appreciation for it all. So, I mean, the receiving is good. You know, being able to do this for myself is excellent, but it's in the giving that you receive the most. So I really want to make sure they, yeah. they receive um, the value that I'm trying to set up for them. Beautiful. So shall it be or so much better than you can imagine. Wonderful desire. Lovely, yes. lovely, yes. lovely. Yes. All right. Well, I will share my trinity before we we end today's show. I want to brag that I finished my book. I have been working on this book for the past six months. It's called The Real Estate Investor Goddess Handbook, and it is everything a woman needs to know to get started real estate investing like a goddess. And I am so excited. I finished writing it. It's, the editing is right now is going to be done and out by memorial day so i'm super excited and that is my big old bag (laughs) right be proud of that that's a good one i am yes yes it's been hard work waking up every morning at 5 a.m to get to my computer so i can work on it and i have finished so that is my huge brag and i am grateful um for all the support I've had um, with this book. So I'm grateful for my amazing publisher, or my amazing editor, and my husband extraordinaire who um, had my who has my back 
all the time. And I'm just, I'm really grateful for this book and, uh, and everyone who's in my mentor, Kyle Wilson, and everyone who's helped me with it. That's what I'm grateful for. And I desire, um, I desire a really full house tomorrow night. So I desire y'all to show up um, at the Olympic yeah. collection because we're, we have some great, great content to, to share with you. And there are amazing people that come to this. So you're going to network and we all know that real estate is truly a relationship sport. It's a team sport. It's a relationship game. So it's all about who you meet and raising people come to these events. So you'll, you'll want to be it. You'll want to be there. So I desire, I desire y'all to come and I desire it to be a blast. Really fun time. Absolutely. That's That's excellent. Thank you. All right. So that is all for um, Real Estate Investor Houses podcast this week. We'll see you next time. Uh, keep it keep it juicy and keep it pleasurable in in real estate and in life. We will talk to you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you.